Today on Practically Christian, we discuss that age-old question, what is love? Gotta wait till the beat drop. Boom. Let <laughs> the beat drop. Okay, let's not. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to another episode of Practically Christian Podcast. Practically Christian Podcast. Yes, Debbie is back, which means no more soundboard. No more soundboard. I heard that last pod. Yep, there we go. I heard that last podcast. Podcast. I can't. Podcast. <laughs> like talking about crashings related <laughs> i'm tired well tomorrow is the last day of school tomorrow's my last day of school with my kiddos and then another week or five days of professional development ending with a which you need trip to SeaWorld with the staff pretty cool professional development my brain's just mush right now well, I mean, luckily this episode's going to be easy enough because we're just discussing what is love, baby don't hurt me. Oh boy. Or do you think you're better off alone? And for those of you oh. who did not comment on that awesome Facebook post, mm-hmm. first of all, I know you were alive in the 90s and I know you know both of those songs. True story. Do you have those songs? I do, but we don't have licenses to play stuff like that, so I didn't want to get copyrighted. I didn't think you could. Well, we don't own the rights to it. And I don't have permission to play it. Okay. I mean, we have permission from Archangel to use Boom. his. So that's what we do. Right. So really, in all honesty, on on this episode, and, and the more I've tried to think about this, the more I've been like, you know what? This hmm. is probably going to be hmm. a multiple episode. Oh, I don't, absolutely. I don't think we're going to be able to discuss everything in no. one episode. Um So, really, in all honesty, I just wanted to use this episode to really discuss what is love. I thought you were going to put some music on or something. I don't know what you... (laughs) I didn't know what you were doing. No, I was just trying to adjust some levels here. I think love... One part of love can be described as going totally against what you want for the benefit of someone else. I can understand that. I mean, and that's just one portion of it. I don't think you can sum up... What love is in one sentence. You don't. Okay, if you're going to say Jesus. Challenge accepted. Oh. But God demonstrates his love in this. While we were yet sinners, sinners Christ, Christ died, died for, for us. us. I'm not Jesus, and me dying for someone <laughs> doesn't mean anything. I understand that. Okay. But, you. but again, when, and, and you know what? I'll, I'll give you a better sentence that, that isn't Jesus. Okay. Love is a verb. Love is a verb. That's why I said. Hashtag love is a verb. Hashtag love's a verb. Josh said it. Anyway. Yes, and I'm sure I'm the first one. Right. (laughs) Uh, No, it's a huge hashtag. But I do think, um, I think people get confused on what love is. So do I. And and I think. Love is a feeling. No, it's not. (laughs) And I think part of the confusion comes in. Hmm. 
And we have one word in the English language. For the word love. Right. Like you've said before, you love a good old hamburger. But you love your wife. In a totally different way. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I don't know. I really <laughs> like a nice big bacon cheeseburger. Right. Then you eat it, and then it digests, and then goes through a whole process. <laughs> You didn't want me to keep going with the process. <laughs> no. Do you pray while you poop? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, love is, the, those are two very, I love puppies. I love my students. I love my children. I love, what else do I love? I love but, learning. But in in the Greek, there are multiple words to describe what love is. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we only have the one word. So everything gets wrapped up into this, I love. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of unfortunate because to us, it takes on this, it's a deep affection. Right. You know, and, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily wrong. I'm just saying you're shortchanging the word. Absolutely. And we're really only going to focus on one verse in the Bible that has to do with this. Which is? Well, technically it's two verses, but it's one right after the other, so... I'm going to go ahead and call it one word. Okay. Or one verse. Um, John 13, 34, and 35. Mm-hmm. All right. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You right. are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Mm. So, in Christianity, we get wrapped up on these lists of do's and don'ts and this is a sin this is a sin that's not a sin right it's okay to do this it's okay to do this once in a while like that's what we love to do however how does jesus say that others will know we are his disciples by how we love one another by how we love one another yep so we have to sit back and think about again Mm -hmm. we have to answer what is this love word Mm -hmm. you know Absolutely. Because if this is how people are going to know we are disciples of Jesus, then we need to know what this is. And, I mean, I think sometimes people take the word love and they put it in a little box and they go, well, I love my children. I love my spouse. I love... It's... 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 That's what I'm looking for. It's kind of self-centered. I love all these things close to me. I can understand that. But, but what, really what I want to what I want to drive at okay. is First Corinthians thirteen, which is quoted at so many mm-hmm. weddings, weddings very out of context. Ah, uh, we if you have that at your wedding and we did, it is out of I don't, context. We didn't have it at our wedding. I thought Pastor Kaufman no, read it. No. Are you sure? I am not sure, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Let's go get that video and go check. Oh VHS. yes. No, remember the video got ruined? Rallo couldn't do it? That was at the reception that went in the wedding. Whatever. Tomorrow, See, you're confused. I am. And tomorrow is our... <laughs> Sorry for being so loud. Tomorrow is our 15-year anniversary. Happy anniversary, baby. And I gave you a shout-out on the podcast. Of love. Roller coaster of love. It has been a roller coaster. I will always love you. Oh, boy. My heart will go on. Oh, and I will always but, love you anyway. First Corinthians, and see, now you got me slurring. <laughs> First Corinthians 13, and, and again, we're not going to focus on it. I'm just going to kind of paraphrase it. Mm-hmm. You guys are more than welcome to go out there and read it. Um, but 
Love is patient. Love is kind. It, it keeps does, no record of wrong. It does, it does not, not envy. envy. It, it does, does not, not boast. boast. It is not proud. Yes, I'm reading it off the wall. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And then we're, we're going to jump down to the end. I'm blind. Faith, hope, and love abide. But of these three, the greatest is love. Right. Okay, so what we see everywhere in scripture when we see this word love is action. It is invokes doing. people to do things. Yes. If you've ever watched any of the shows I watch, the criminal shows, like Snapped, you'll hear, well, I loved him. Or I loved her, and that's why I did it. Right. I loved him so much that I killed him in his sleep. Correct. I just... That is Snapped. I'm not saying... <laughs> oh, God, that was loud. I'm sorry. I th- it was how I moved. I'm not saying that that's appropriate. What I'm saying is it causes people to do things. As a parent... Love causes you to do things. Yeah, like wipe a messy butt. Correct. And not complain about it. But, again, that was not as loud as... Don't try to turn stuff on me. You're lucky I love you. Oh, I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) But, again, we have cheapened love so much to mean just a word. Mm -hmm. And, And really, if you really want to take it out of context, if you really love me, then you will... Right. Dot, dot, dot. Fill in the blank. Mm hmm you know, and, and again, like, who hasn't heard that That's at some point cool. in their, right. da- you know, dating career. Right. I don't know if you call it a career, but, terrible but anyway, whatever. Love is what forces us to do things. Right. Love is this overwhelming sense of mm-hmm. I have to do. Right. Like, and and not in a begrudging, not like not in a way that like I'm feeling forced to do this, right? Um, but in a way that I get to do this, right? You know, my love for Jesus is going to force me to keep His commandments. You know, right. and that's what He says in John. You know, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Right. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Josh. Um. But, I mean, people don't even know what the commandments are. Right. But if you love me, you you'll, you'll know what the commandments are. Right. And, and you'll, you'll research it. You'll get in, in community. And, and really, that's the aspect I want to focus on as far as love causes me to inconvenience my life. Right. For the sake of someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. By the way, we love one another. Right. So, understand this. If I am self-centered and I'm not going to do because I want to do myself or I want to sit on the couch and watch, not like that. Why would you give me a face like keep that? Keep going. Just keep going. Um, I want to sit on the couch and watch TV. I right. want to, you know, just swim in the backyard. I want whatever it is, you know, that I would rather do. Then. You know, I'm just going to do me, you know. Right. Like, you do you, boo. Right. I hate that. Um. What I'm actually saying is, is I love me more than I love you. Right. I matter more. Right. And, and according to scripture. That's completely the opposite of what love is. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, why I was asked the other day by someone, you know, why, why did Jesus do what he did? Ephesians 2. Very clear. But God being rich in, in love. Right. No. He did something. Rich in mercy what with a great mercy? love with right. which he loved us. Made us alive together in Christ. He did something. He sacrificed his son. Right. But why? Because he, loved, he loved us. us. That's why. Right. And, and you know, so many people debate this. Like, 
you know, well, God is love. And, and then you get the other side that's like, well, God is so much more than love. And he is. Love is an attribute of God. But even when you talk about like the wrath of God, the wrath of God comes from love. Right. You have to Because you can't have... have wrath without having love. If right. I'm indifferent to something, what do I care? Right. Like uh, Matt, that Matt Chandler sermon we listened to when he was talking about his son, how immediately he was like, I love him so much. Oh my gosh, I would kill somebody for him. I would kill for him. Remember that? No, but... Anyway. But I mean, it, 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 it's it works. true. Like, yeah. You can't feel one without the other. And And so like... If I focus too much on the wrath of God, mm-hmm. then I am neglecting the love of God. And if you focus too much on love only. So practicality, you know, practicality, what does that look like? A lot of times, and, and we did a, a, a episode a long time ago on doing life together. Mm-hmm. And really, in all honesty, I mean, if this is one area that I think the church really struggles with... Mm-hmm. It's really doing life together. We're good at programs. We're good at at going, hey, here's community groups or life groups or disciple groups or whatever it is that your church calls that. Right. Um, but we're very bad at actually doing life because right. doing life with each other mm-hmm. would require that I give of myself. Right. And we don't want to do that. No, we want our time. We want our talent. We want our treasure all for ourselves. It's our natural desire to please ourself absolutely and love ourself and again if if we look at the early church and that's our model these -hmm. people were like selling their houses their fields like they were selling all their possessions Mm -hmm. so that those who were part of the church who did not have Mm -hmm. they would take the proceeds they got from these sales and go here you have this right not here i'm loaning you money no you just you have like you have a need i have a way to meet that need here and that is Love. Right. Like I go, let's just imagine for a minute that the church really, on a whole, we understood what love really is. Right. And we understood the power that love really has. How transformative could we be? Well, it kind of made me sad today. I I had helped someone sometime last year for a few weeks um, just with rides, like just giving this person a ride. And they came to me today and said, I can't believe I never said thank you properly. And I didn't know what they were talking about. And she said, you know, for all the rides you gave me, like, I I never thanked you. And, you know, and she went on and on and on. And I thought to myself, and I, for, I thought for a second, then I said to her, you don't have to thank me for something like that. We're a part of the same body. And that's stuff that we should do for each other. Like, it's. You know, it's not something that you should feel in, you know, in debt to me or like, I, I don't feel like you owe me anything. Um, that's something that should, sh- it just should just happen. That conversation we had on the couch the other day there, you know, there are people in, in churches in need of stuff and, you know, we're, and yes, we need to offer prayer, but show them love by doing for them. Right. If they're out of food, go get them food. If they and need don't gas, make a spectacle about it. No, just go take it and drop it off. If they need gas in their car. Go put gas in their car. Like, right. Just do not and not from a boastful, boastful, from a boastful standpoint of, oh, look what I just did. I just blessed somebody. No, you didn't. God blessed them through you and he gets the glory for it. Absolutely. Because of love. But again, it, it, that love, that is what should be driving us. Mm-hmm. That is where the motivation should come from. Right. 
when we are motivated from a place of love. Oh, it looks so different. Then I'm not going mm-hmm. to try to boast in me. Right. You know, I'm going to boast in God. Right. You know, and again, it, it just, I go, we don't have the, the best understanding of love because I can love a cheeseburger. Right. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. And when I go, oh, I love this cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Like, or what I'm, is that cheeseburger going to like right. make me do? I love those curtains. I love this paint. Right. I love my wife. No, I like those. Well, I love my wife. That's different. <laughs> I like those things. I'm just saying, putting it all in the same category but even is it, dangerous. It, hang on, because even, and this just hit me as you were talking. Oh, boy. Even if you were like, I love those curtains, mm-hmm. what is that going to force you to do? Do something. You're buy those curtains. Buy them, right. You know, That's so true. like, yeah. you know, I've met people, and, and I am not an interior designer. I am a functional person. Mm-hmm. So like, stuff doesn't necessarily have to match as long as it serves a function. Right. However, I've met a lot of people who were like, oh, I saw this lamp Mm -hmm. and like they got the lamp and then decorated the room around the lamp because they loved the lamp. Right. So everything matched that lamp because you're you're right. That's absolutely correct. You know, again, it's it's love causing me to do if love if if you were sitting here going, I love Jesus Mm -hmm. and that love is not causing you to do. Mm -hmm. Then I would have to ask. Do you really love Jesus? Do you really love Jesus, right? Do you understand what that means? Like, do you really get what you're saying when you say, I love Jesus? Right. You know, because again, anybody out there ever been cut off by someone and on the back of their car, it was like, you know, (laughs) in case of, you know, driverless car, the raptures came or something like that. In case of rapture, a car will be. Right. You know, it's like, really? Because you were in such a hurry (laughs) that you cut me off. And you gave me the bird. Right. You know, or, or like, you ever got into a fight at a, a church event, church softball game, something like that? <laughs> no. I, like, I've met people who are like, oh, our softball team's banned from the church league because we fought too much. And it's like... That is a true story. <laughs> we did hear that. That is that is funny. And, and as funny as that yeah. may sound... Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing What a that. sad testimony. That is a sad testimony. Mm-hmm. But again, and as church planners, we were talking with one of our core team members the other day, mm-hmm. and... You know, they happen to be single, and we were we were just discussing, like, I don't know, the pros and cons of being single, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, one of the things, you know, I was like, hey, so you're single, you have an interesting perspective on this, let me ask you, how do you think the church could best, you know, serve you? Right. You know, and I was expecting to hear, you know, something with a singles program or, you know, something of that nature. Right. You know, and and their response was, (laughs) I don't think programs ever fix anything in the church. Their response was, you know, if we really did life together. Right. If we really did life together the way that we should be doing life, that would take care of a lot of things. What is wrong with singles in the church. Right. You know, and and make them feel included. And and their problem, the way they were addressing this issue, was as a single person, married people tend to look at me like I am less, Mm -hmm. like I haven't quite got it yet. Right. Um, Haven't reached the mark yet because you're not married. It was funny though because I was like, well, isn't that like such a swing from the opposite side? Because like in the the you know pre Reformation with monasteries, like you were more holy if you were celibate. So now where the church is like. If you're not married, then there's something wrong with you. And, and we discussed this on our marriage podcast a while back. 
But again, it, it just goes down to doing life and actually loving. Right. You know, giving of ourselves. That's really what it boils down to. Absolutely. Giving of ourselves without expecting anything else in return. Being selfless, not selfish. How about that? Boom. Drop the mic on that. Sorry. Don't drop the mics. We don't have money to replace them. We haven't found a sponsor yet. But if you're interested. Reach out to Josh at. Yeah, because I got some ideas that need money. Yeah, well. We're both teachers. That's not going to (laughs) work. But anyway, it it is looking at it and it is going by the way you love one another. Right. Are we really loving one another the way we should be loving one another? Mm. What does that mean? Like, you are my wife. I love you to death. Right. Therefore, during the day, I randomly will text you and go, hey, baby, how are you doing? Right. How's your day going? How was lunch? When you get home, how was your day? You know, are are we doing that? Oh, say, are you asking me? I was like, it was busy. (laughs) No, are we doing that, though, with others in our life? Or is it just, like, Mm -hmm. the people in our household? Like, you you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when was the last time we did something selfless for someone we love? When was the last time we really sat down and went, hey, look, you're my brother or sister in Christ, and I love you? Right. And really, like... Meant it. Right. Not, not just, in, hey, I love you, brother. Love right. You, not in that cliche, hey, I love you, but I'm not going to talk to you again until next Sunday. Right. Hey, have a great week. You shouldn't, right. It shouldn't be have a great week. It should be, hey, I'll talk to you tomorrow or text me on Tuesday or let's get lunch. And or... understand, but understand this too. Like, you know, we have big churches now. Sure. You know, it, it wasn't, you know, the, the ancient peoples. <laughs> um, peoples. They're, you know, the Church of Corinth, for instance, probably had somewhere in the area of 60 people in it. Right. And that was considered a big church back then. Right. You know, where now a big church is, you know, 15, 20,000 people. Obviously, you are not going to be close to every single one of them. No, but you should have people that you know and you really do life with. Right. Because if you truly love those who are around you, mm-hmm. you're going to do life with them. Right. And And it's more than just you know, church related things. Yeah, it's, it's a random, my, my favorite saying random Tuesday, it's a random Tuesday and Hey, let's go grab dinner. And you're doing stuff together that has nothing to do with church. Not that God's not going to come up. Not that you're not going to pray together. Not that you're not going to not talk about Jesus, but you can go shoe shopping with somebody or go play baseball at the park, whatever, like just go do non churchy things and have normal relationships. Like dead guy duties. Like dead guy duties. Yeah. No, I'm that guy, dude. It's, it's a whole other story. No, but and and that's what I mean. Like again, let's not put a, a ministry to this. You know, Basket it's not a weaving with. Fr- no. It's not a community group that we go buy shoes together. Right. It's this we're is my friends. brother or sister, and yeah. I love them. And we're friends. Right. Like real life friends that you can go go to their house, sit on their couch, and cry. Like, do you understand that after Jesus is crucified and and resurrected? He stopped calling his disciples his disciples, and he starts calling them his friends. Right. Yeah. Like, do you have any idea? Like, greater love has no man than to lay down his, his life, life for a friend. His friends. Like, right. Your friends, your church folks, should not feel uncomfortable coming to you, talking to you about anything. Or coming to your house, and it's not spick and span. Right. And that happens. Because they know you. A lot when people come over. I spend a lot of time going, Sorry. I was going to sweep, but I'm tired. You know, and and again, it Although just... Although our house is pretty spick and span during t- summertime. That's because we're home. 
But again, it, it does. It just boils down to we need to have a firm understanding on what love is. Love causes action. Love does. Every single mm-hmm. verse we have brought up right now in this podcast from scripture is an action. Right. That is what love causes. Right. It's just like faith without works is dead. Right. Love without action is dead. Right. You know, it, you cannot on any level go, I love you. Right. But I won't. Right. Meatloaf. I will do anything for love, <laughs> but I won't do that. And even though we may not know what that is. Right. Obviously, if it's going to cause harm to someone I love, I wouldn't do that. Right. Because I love them. Right. Like, why don't I cheat on my wife? Hopefully, because you love me. Because I love you. Right. And that love is going to keep me in our marriage. Right. It's going to keep me focused on you. Right. You know, my love for Jesus is going to keep me from, as Judges 7 would point out, whoring after Mm. other idols. Well, that's pretty hardcore. (laughs) But that's what we do. I know. How do you, you know, I, I'm asked all the time by people, like, how do you focus everything on Jesus? Right. Like, what happens when you don't want to read your Bible? Like, that's what love causes me to do. Right. Yeah. It causes me to not whore after other idols. It causes me as a member, as, as part of the church, the bride of Christ, to remain loyal to my bridegroom. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. In the same way, love for your spouse causes you to remain loyal. Like, I have no problem going, hey, I need to clean the dishes, or I need to sweep, or I need to do this, or I need to do that for Debbie. Right. Because I love you. Right. I have no problem going, hey, I, you know, my day is... <laughs> I have no problem that my kids have interrupted, and that was them in the background, if and you heard. And we love them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. But because I love... It's keeping me, you know, calm, calm and in this chair right mm-hmm. now. Um, but I have no problem when, you know, JT, during baseball season, right. you know, when we're at the baseball field till 8 o'clock every night. Right. You know, I have no problem doing that because I love him. Right. So that lack of commitment that we see in the church mm-hmm. is really a lack of love. Right. A poor Because love is going to force us to do that. Right. So, I mean, do you have anything else? I mean, was there anything... No, I mean, this is going to be a multi, a multi, um, multicast, if you will. Yeah, we're we're definitely going to look at other aspects of this. This particular episode, I just wanted to focus on what is love. Love is this innate desire that forces us to move, to to do something. So if we are not doing anything, then there's no way we can sit here and go, I love. Right. So this week, I challenge you. To find out... Challenge accepted. Sorry, go ahead. To find out, do you really... Understand what love... Do you know what love is? Right. And if you don't, reach out. Mm-hmm. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on... Instagram. Instagram. Hit us up, you know, by email. Josh at Scent.Church. Hit or us up some way. when you see us and be like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? You know, but understand, if we're not doing, then we can't say we love. love. Right. Bye, so guys. until next week, we can't wait to talk to you again. We love you. We love you. And thank you for all the support.